0: Comics in the combat zone, comics in the combat zone, usually we make you laugh, but now we're watching guys get stabbed with light too.
1: Hey there, everybody, and welcome to the Comics in the Combat Zone. This week, talking CZW Jersey rules, which happened November 10th, 2000, at the Soccer Champs Arena, Sewell, New Jersey, perhaps for the very last time,
0: Ben. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the rules is spelt with a, a, a Z, a Z. And no E. No E. It it just ro- r- rolls. Jersey rolls. <laughs> <Jazz and> rolls. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, yeah, I thought this was going to be like you know, extra violent or something, like they were going to do justice to New Jersey, and we would quickly find out it's the exact
0: opposite. Literally the exact opposite, yeah.
1: In, in the shortest CZW show in history, you had to love that when, when you saw an hour 24-42.
0: Yeah, but I knew there was a trade-off. I knew there was no way God <laughs> God would give me this. It's the true monkey pod. You yeah, have. exactly. <laughs> oh, you want a shorter CZW show? Well, how about it's, even, la- it's <coughs> even less good.
1: I wanted to say, by the way, just to make this show more fun for those at home, because uh, the show was very boring, very bland. It, it, the, the carnal sin of a wrestling show. I prefer a bad show you to
0: mean, a boring show. You mean the wrestling, not this podcast? No, this
1: podcast is going to be the best.
0: Okay, yeah. Where's the just comics. Say, yeah, this isn't. We're not recording this in the future, knowing we've pumped <laughs> out Bird. dog shit. Yeah, yeah. No, this. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's very. It's, it's like. It's very mid.
1: Yes, mid is a great word for it. But I, and I didn't want to get into banter here. But I was thinking, like, as a drinking game, if you're listening at home, anytime we mention, because c- I also wanted to refresh the people that maybe haven't been listening uh, closely through all the episodes, the terms that we've sort of just made canon. Uh, A table ramp. Table ramp. Uh, For those who don't know, it's when instead of just setting up the table fully, they put two legs down for some reason uh, to make a ramp.
0: Yeah, it's a Justice Payne classic.
1: (laughs) We've also got the chair table. Again, for some reason, I think maybe when they can't afford enough tables, they will instead set up chairs to make a table.
0: Yeah, they've never used them like ramped though, they've always been stable.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is true. And then finally, the newest one, the Sea of Chairs. Uh, where you just throw someone into a bunch of audience chairs as the audience scatters out of the way. Uh, We see a lot of chair tables and sea of chairs in this one. So if you hear us say that, just take a shot of whiskey uh, and enjoy the ride uh, as we get into Jersey Rules. And the show begins, it's the most CZW opening I've ever seen, as they're just panning this drunken audience, and for no reason, they're chanting the F-slur. It's rough. I knew (laughs) I was in
0: for a bad time. That is, like, literally the opening shot. I think they're
1: chanting it at the announcer, but it's just so random.
0: Yeah, because the camera's, like, panning along like it's some, like, football game, like, Super Bowl. (laughs) Like, they're going across all the fans. But instead of people just, like, cheering their team, they're just shouting the (laughs) F-slur.
1: Over and over, for no reason. Insane. So take a shot for that as well. Anytime you, <laughs> anytime you hear a slur. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the Hate Club's music hits, uh, and they're out first. Featuring just like, uh, Justice Payne is looking more unhealthy every time we see him. He looks so blo- bloated. He is becoming a big oily boy. Yeah. Right in front of our eyes. Big greasy boy. But it doesn't look good. No. Like, he looks really bad. He doesn't look good like Zandig looks. He, yeah. looks, <laughs> he looks bad like Zandig looks. <laughs> he, yeah. Uh, and so I think it's because uh, only, uh, I forget his name, Hitman is what, what his nickname is. He's the only commentator here tonight. So I think they wanted like a rotating second chair. So Justice Payne comes out to be the second commentator for the beginning of the show. Uh, unfortunately, once again, I feel like mm. it's the fifth show in a row. The commentary mics just aren't working.
0: Yeah, they're not working. I mean, I know that the, the video quality was a bit improved and the audio quality was not blowing my ears out. So I was like, well, that's a step up. But then how do they do that? How do they yeah. not test
1: it? Once it happens one time, it's like, don't you just test that every time?
0: no absolutely not <laughs> what do you expect of these people professionalism i, I, I just exp- i guess you're
1: right and then we open the show with pastor jim uh john dahmer and natasha and i'm like all right here we go an hour 24 an hour 24 uh pastor jim comes out to his own music now sort of like preacher reverend music which is <laughs> yeah. i guess the fate my favorite thing about this act if i had to choose uh and they come out and I assume this is going to set up John Dahmer versus the guy that broke up the crucifixion like four shows ago.
0: Yeah, that would be a hell of a callback.
1: Yeah, like maybe they're going to wrap that up at some point. Uh, Pastor Jim's just cutting this awful promo. It's just just no no context, no content at all. And instead, they introduce Jeff Rocker, who is just the most <laughs> like average, I, I just a, a guy who sort of looks like he does steroids in blue tights.
0: Yeah, they've got Jeff Rocker and they've got Rockin' Rebel. Like, they're going, <laughs> they're going for a theme here. Maybe they're like, going to be a tag team. Yeah, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Rockin' Rebel. I mean, I put them together. Who cares? They're so, <laughs> they're so oatmeal. Like it's so bland. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so we do get John Dahmer versus Jeff Rocker, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, right away, Pastor Jim's yelling from the outside, and he's like, "Take care of this Magnum PI wannabe." And I'm like, I, I had to Google Magnum P.I. just to remind yeah, myself yeah. who he is.
0: I don't think it was relevant in the year 2000, Magnum <laughs> P.I. Like That was like the 80s, I think, right? Like that was like Salic legend, great mustache. But that wasn't early 2000s banter.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think as long as you've got Rocker in the name, you can channel the 80s enough that it might make sense.
0: But yeah, I guess.
1: So early, uh, Rocker goes for a schoolboy right off the bat, and Dahmer counters the pin attempt with a reverse into an arm bar. And and I was like, oh, okay, that's sort of all right. Uh, Clearly, Dahmer's trying to work the arm, whereas uh, Rocker goes to work the leg. Because Dahmer's trying to hit karate kicks, but he's doing it where he's like, like he's an out of shape guy, so he can't get his leg high enough, and he's like kicking him in the thighs, basically.
0: Yeah, it's his girth his girth to width ratio is exactly perfect because he <laughs> can't lift his leg very high.
1: Yeah, and Jeff Rocker just catches wh- his one of these karate kicks, hits him with a dragon screw, and then goes for the sharpshooter. And the fans would just cheer any move they recognize. So <laughs> as soon as the sharpshooter's in, they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> And then Jeff Rocker, to keep to keep the momentum going, picks him up and hits a stone-cold stunner, and the fans just cheer even louder. <laughs> like, it's, wow, Jeff Rocker is over.
0: Yeah, he is. He's, he's just like a generated wrestler in a game, and they've just given him other people's movesets because they're like, yeah, we can't create anything with this guy. I mean, he was doing the greatest hits of other wrestling moves, but he wasn't a bad match. it wasn't the worst match I've seen Dharma evolved in, for sure.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I mean, that is a low bar. Uh, but then immediately, <laughs> this is so funny to me. So they open with the schoolboy reverse into an armbar. And it's almost like they forgot they did it. Because right after the stunner, again, Jeff Rocker goes for a schoolboy. And John Dahmer reverses it into an armbar. And it's like, let's just do it again, brother. Yeah, it's all they know. <laughs> they it's loved it they the first yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And then Jeff Rocker struggles to get John Dahmer on his shoulders, but does hit a TKO, and you think he's going to win, but then they just, like, don't sell it. Dahmer gets to his feet, hits, like, a super sloppy spine buster. I thought they were trying to do a reverse spine buster into a DDT, but then Jeff Rocker just takes the pinfall, and this one ends at 432 with John Dahmer as the big winner.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, like, the most low-energy start. Like, it wasn't bad, but... That was only because it's relative to other Dharma matches, which are very bad. So it's like very...
1: This was such a shitty way to open a show. Yeah,
0: just very... I mean, somehow, yeah, I was like, well, it's only up from people chanting the F slur, but it turns out it's staying at the exact same level.
1: Yeah, imagine just opening your show with a no-name
0: coming out to put over john dahmer and like i don't even know what they're doing with dahmer like what it's i don't understand this pastor jim stuff i don't understand what's going like what they're building to with them like they had a weird thing with his part like what's the name again natasha natasha uh, you know they broke up a bit and i guess then she's just back like i don't know it's a very it's a very toxic relationship between them three i don't enjoy it
1: Well, and that continues, sort of. So Dahmer, for some reason, just keeps laying boots to the guy after and puts him in the crippler crossface when randomly, like, the bar enters the ring. Because the bar is just like the timekeeper, I think. He's never on commentary, but he's just there with his mask on.
0: Yeah, he's wearing, sometimes he wears a t-shirt that has the bar bar cam (laughs) written on the back. And that's another thing because, you know, obviously, uh, Brandon Cutler has the Cutler cam. Mm -hmm. So another thing, Jacked from uh, CZW. CZW, yeah, there's just like, come on, guys.
1: It is bullshit.
0: Yeah, But is. the bar doesn't
1: come to save uh, Jeff Rocker or anything. He just comes to pose. He starts doing Hulk Hogan flexes as this guy. And, and John Dahmer gets offended. So he releases the crossface and then goes to, like, he's setting up a spine buster on the bar. And then uh, another, the bar, enters the ring, like a <laughs> lookalike. And he just lays out John Dahmer. And both of these bar guys, these mask guys, like, celebrate and then leave the ring together. So I guess we're getting the bar versus John Dahmer. Yeah,
0: uh, John walks into a bar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. And then Natasha comes in to attempt to console John Dahmer, and he literally just shoves her to the ground. Yeah, you don't like to see misogyny. Yeah, no, I mean, not in CCW of all places. <laughs> no. And back in, we go back to the commentary, and again, they're in full hype mode, but their mics are just broken. So you can't hear what they're saying, but it's like, you know just a guy off mic <laughs> and he's like i thought they were back together oh my god that was so brutal <laughs> yeah uh and then they they introduced the vice president of cvcw robbie moreno uh and he comes out with a microphone and an ugly like puke brown suit um like it looks like he got this from a thrift shop like it didn't fit at all
0: yeah i mean that's he's he's dressing for the job he he has <laughs> like the job yeah. he wants i guess i don't know Um, yeah, it doesn't look great. I mean, I'm surprised they have kept him in, uh, considering what he did to the tag team match. It's very odd to keep him as (laughs) vice president. Uh, Just the
1: openly corrupt vice president. Yeah,
0: I guess. I mean, I guess doesn't care.
1: Well, and this is where we get the explanation of the name Jersey Rules. So he explains that the city of New Jersey has been watching their show. It just says the city of New Jersey, not like anyone in particular. And they've, like, basically told them they either have to tone it down or not do shows in New Jersey. So then Robbie Moreno's like, do you guys want to see us tone it down? And the fans all boo. And he's like, well, that means the next show we're going to be in Delaware.
0: Yeah, that means we have toned it down (laughs) just for this show.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, to me, it's just so like, why is this show being filmed if that's the case? Why didn't you either cancel it or just do it as a live event? It's also
0: the name doesn't make any sense. Because when you spell rules with no E and a a Z or a Z... You're implying there that like, you know, like street rules, like, you're not, you're not saying they're bad. You're saying, yeah, this is like awesome. This is Jersey rules. We're going to beat everyone up. You're not, you don't call it Jersey rules and then go, actually, we don't like the rules like that. (laughs) Like it'd be it like the, Jersey sanctions. Yeah, or- the, like the Spine it with Z just implies something that they've just gone against. Like it's very mm-hmm. a very odd name to say that. Like,
1: well, and that was my thought, man. Like, like this company is shit on ECW so publicly, but I'm like, if Paul Heyman was told the day of a show, like, hey, you can't have any weapons, you can't do what you want to do. He would do it anyway and tell them to fuck themselves, like in the moment. And, yeah, and take a fine or just like you know not ever return to that arena. And then or whatever. the show
0: would be called like, oh, Jersey, eat my ass. Like <laughs> it wouldn't be called <laughs> yeah. like Jersey Rules, Jer- yeah, crazy. or just something. Yeah, it wouldn't be called Jersey Rules, which implies like either you're fighting on the street and it's like Jersey Rules style, or like Jersey's awesome. Like mm-hmm. there's no. It's very strange, and this is what I'm angriest about.
1: Well, yeah, and Zandig tries to make themselves this counterculture, like, against the fucking man sort of company. But they just followed the sanctions, this whole match.
0: they just moved to Delaware. (laughs)
1: Like, from my... uh, I I don't know the actual sanctions put on them, but I think it's no blood, no glass, no, like, intense weaponry of any sort. Because we didn't see any of that. Like, the most hardcore thing you see are chair shots to the head which by 2000 standard is just not a big deal.
0: Yeah, it's pretty wild as well that they, like, tone it down. There's too much glass and blood and thick Like, that's most of Jersey, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you surely have to tone down, you know, everything in Jersey. Yeah, I mean, like- the
1: homophobia and the misogyny... It- they're totally fine. Yeah, with yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I
0: draw the Yeah, I can forgive homophobia and misogyny, but I draw the line at glass and blood.
1: Yeah. So I am interested to see, because this is now the last show of 2000 in November, and they're saying January 10th, we're going to redebut in Delaware. So I do think they're going to be extremely over the top in that one. And if Hopefully, yeah. If you remember on the last show, they set up Wife Beater versus Zandig in an I Quit match for this show, which just didn't occur. And it's almost like Zan- that. Maybe that was Zan- Zandig's protest. He's like, "Well, then I'm not gonna fucking read well, all over the place."
0: Yeah, I, get, I think. I mean, presumably they're like, we want to do it properly. But then there's another match coming up where I'm like, why would you do that under the sank like under these? <laughs> I mean, I, I like that we're calling them sanctions. Like, you know, it's like America sanctioning Russia. Like, it's that big of a deal. <laughs> it but is. But like, why would you do it under under duress? <laughs> like the uh, a match that's coming up. But like, yeah, I think they probably put that on the back burner for like. This is how, we, you know, we're going hard when we go to Delaware.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, like I said, I don't know why they did this. If they had the show promoted, I don't know why you had to record it. Uh, you Maybe
0: know? they'd sold tickets and they were like... Well, that's like, what I mean, but yeah. just do
1: it as like a house show. Just do yeah. like uh, whatever. I don't know. It be- very bizarre. And then that's not the end of Marino's promo here. He says, by the way, uh, I know I've been out here for a while, but I wanted to bring up my brother, Johnny Cashmere, to explain
0: himself. Are like, they brothers?
1: I don't think so. They don't okay. have the same last name, but
0: I mean, that is... That's t- not, yeah, that's not foolproof. That They're Italians. Yeah, and they, y- yeah, they could have different dads. Very <laughs> high <laughs> likelihood. Um, and I, they don't
1: say what he has to explain himself for, but if you remember, like, they've been doing this big storyline with Rick Blade and Nick Mondo against uh, the Backseat Boys, and Johnny Cashmere just hasn't been there. Mm. Uh, so he comes out, and he's like, <laughs> he enters to a chant of Cashmere Swallows from the crowd where he's trying to be super serious and like you can tell he's going to cut a a super like a a real promo uh and he's saying you know what czw's changed since i got here so i walked out there's too much backstage politics and then in the next sentence he says but that doesn't mean czw is not the best promotion in the world
0: (laughs) (laughs) the duality of man
1: (laughs) yeah and he's like and you know what the fire is back with me so I'm, uh, well,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, that's weird. Cause they did Jersey said no fire as well. <laughs> they were yeah. like, no, <laughs> yeah. So the police burst in and they're like, just start shooting. <laughs> they're like, we said no fire.
1: So it makes me wonder if he actually just said like, fuck this. Like maybe he was just having a down month and didn't want to wrestle for CZW for some reason. Like, cause it's imagining guys being mad at this booking is so funny. Cause the booking is clearly like whatever Zandig thinks of the day before.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's also a high likelihood, like maybe he went to jail for a month, (laughs) (laughs) like or just something like, yeah, just hit a a rough patch or just something like, yeah, because it is weird to be like there's backstage politics because it's just like whoever is Zandig's friend, it's
1: the 4D chess, it's yeah, maybe the it's a shoot of a (laughs) yeah, the shoot
0: style, yeah, shoot rules,
1: and then Dewey Donovan enters the ring and he's pissed. He says, "What what's wrong with you?" And Cashmere's like, you know what, I just explained it to the crowd. None of this concerns you. And Dewey Donovan Fairly is like, but I'm your agent. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I booked you for a tag team match and you just didn't show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Or a tag title match. And Cashmere's like, I just told you, Dewey, it doesn't concern you. So Dewey Donovan slaps him in the face, and Cashmere just starts beating him down. When out of nowhere, Nick Gage enters the ring of all people and attacks Johnny Cashmere. Would you have expected Nick Gage to make the save here? Like, it's sort of bizarre. I would have thought Trent Acid would come be a peace broker, but instead yeah. it's Nick Gage.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. I, it is strange. I don't know if he's he's not popped up in much... I don't know, like involving their story. So it was mm-hmm. considering there's like four of the wrestlers who have actual links to this sort of storyline for them to be like, no, Nick Gage, he's the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess they, they've they
1: separate like Madman Pondo wasn't on this show because why would he be if you're not allowed bleed or use yeah, weapons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they've separated Nick Gage from Wife Beater. So now he's just with Dewey Donovan for some reason. And the bell just rings. I love it. just – it's an unprompted attack and someone's like, ring the bell. <laughs>
0: yeah, let's go, go, yeah, let's make it legal.
1: Yeah. And so Gage is on offense. And I, I love when a guy gets a cheap, like, offense attack and then immediately Cashmere reverses with a head scissors and then does a dive to Gage on the outside. <laughs> like, he's lost his, his advantage immediately. Uh, and then Gage throws Cashmere into the sea of chairs. And you could tell Cashmere is just brutally, like, his back just bends over one of the chairs. And Gage yells to the crowd, "This is my fucking territory," which Whoa. they're about to leave. Yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a
0: shame. Yeah, no one wants it anymore, mate. So I guess it is yours.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, in in the ring, Gage hits a suplex as the fans are chanting, "You suck cock at Gage. And you can tell, like, when people like just disrespectfully speak to Gage, like he actually wants to beat the shit out of him. Yeah, like, yeah. 100%. He's getting legitimately distracted. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking at this crowd. Uh, and then Cashmere hits a DDT and then does a flipping top rope senton, uh, which looks really good. And then randomly Trent Acid appears, and he hands Cashmere a chair. And then in the next second, he super kicks the chair into Cashmere's face, allowing Gage to hit the frog splash for the win at 4 minutes and 12 seconds. Another betrayal. An unexpected
0: betrayal. Yeah, that was actually unexpected. Just Me because, too. <laughs> I guess because that's why they were like, well, we can't have acid come out and save them and then get betrayed was like no you definitely could like (laughs) that could have been the moment of betrayal but i mean unexpected but also kind of makes sense yeah Yeah, exactly sense but yeah just very unexpected
1: well it's unexpected because i thought the backseat boys get like a big long run Uh, yeah like i thought that's what they were most known for in this company and i as far as i know they only had like a few shows together and then cashmere just disappeared but then again as far as i know they'll put them back together like in a month or two. Yeah, so. yeah, oh yeah,
0: 100%. <laughs> in Delaware. What happens in Jersey stays in Jersey.
1: <laughs> so then the beatdown just continues as Trent and Gage are putting boots to him. And then out of nowhere, Lobo appears and cleans house as the bell just rings randomly once again.
0: Yeah, very strange. I mean, I guess it's about like a Royal R- non-Royal Rumble, not affiliate. <laughs> like, very strange.
1: Yeah. Um, and ECW would do this a lot where one segment just bleeds into the other or whatever. But it's just like we're used to Trent acid cashmere as this unit. And now yeah. all of a sudden they're just teaming with these other guys who sort of don't have anything to do with either of them. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, so it's Lobo and Johnny Cashmere versus Nick Gage and Trent Acid. Uh, Lobo throws Gage out of the ring immediately, dives on him, and then again, Gage just takes the offense over right away, pile drives Lobo on the floor, and then just breaks a chair on Lobo's head. One of those chair shots where part of the chair just goes flying off (laughs) into nowhere, Uh, which is always fun to see. Like, literally maybe the most violent thing on this show are chair shots to the head. Uh, in the ring, Acid and Gage hit a double lager bomb on cashmere, which looks sort of cool, and then they get Lobo in the corner as Dewey holds up two chairs around Lobo's head, and then Gage and Acid both hit roaring elbows at the same time, which is sort of cool. Like I've not cool. seen that before. Yeah. Uh, Acid h- hits a top rope corkscrew to everyone on the outside, including De- including Dewey Donovan, which is sort of funny. Uh, And they sort of break off and start brawling everywhere all over the arena. Lobo returns the favor to Gage with a brutal chair shot of his own. (laughs) I'm just like, these guys, it's funny, like, specifically Lobo, Justice Payne, Gage, and Zandig don't take care of each other at all.
0: Yeah, the real ones, they're the OGs. They're the pillars of CZW. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's always so violent. Uh, And then back in the ring, they hit Gage with their own powerbomb neckbreaker and then a double Death Valley driver onto Gage for a near vol uh gauge and acid respond uh by throwing cashmere out and then they hit a choke breaker moonsault combo but cashmere comes back in and breaks up the pinfall uh they get the seated chair in the ring and you can tell they've just got a bunch of seated chair spots planned as cashmere hits a diamond dust onto acid onto the chair and then right after gauge picks up cashmere and hits a brain buster onto cashmere and it just flattens the chair
0: yeah it's it's pretty good this match, to be fair.
1: Yeah, it might be the best on the show. Um, yeah,
0: def- I would say it is. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then only for Lobo to come in, and he hits the cactus DDT onto the chair, uh, onto Gage, onto the flattened chair. And then So Acid comes in, and he seats another chair, because I don't think they expected Gage to flatten it. <laughs> uh, and he gets cashmere onto the top rope and hits a top rope face buster onto the chair, which again looked pretty cool as well. Then Acid makes a chair table, take a drink, And it's weird because he's setting up this chair table, which takes forever, but, like, it's behind an actual table. Yeah. So it's almost like, why doesn't he just lay him on the actual table? That's for later. You yeah
0: can't, you can't there's some things that need a chair table yeah
1: <laughs> and he sets up this six chair table which takes so long that lobo just comes from behind and then power bombs him on the chair table that he just spent all this time <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i think is just I hilarious. just built that
0: bro come on
1: and then lobo lays out acid onto the actual table that he built and he goes to the top rope inside the ring and it's funny because G- th- I actually really like this finish. So Gage sees Lobo out of the corner of his eye climbing to the top rope, and he goes to, like, knock him down, but it's too late. So Lobo leg drops acid through the table. And as Gage is sort of distracted, Kashmir just rolls him up with a schoolboy and gets the win at 9 minutes and 20 seconds.
0: Yeah, it was good. I thought it was a decent match. I was like, oh, maybe violence is maybe they maybe Jersey knew something cuz <laughs> maybe this is getting better. But well, yeah, and, I thought with CCW
1: decent. those guys that need weapons to have good matches and these four are
0: all pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, even Gage who's like known as the death match, man. Mm-hmm. he's like, like he he's wrestle. a good wrestler yeah yeah he's a decent wrestler mm. afterwards I mean, still a lot of chair shots
1: <laughs> yeah i mean they did use weapons yeah 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 Just not ones that cut you but open we don't
0: yeah we don't count chairs as weapons really
1: yeah it really isn't in, yeah in this world it's not just like,
0: an extension of people
1: the same with the table doesn't really count yeah no uh, afterwards uh the the heels sort of like leave together all pissed off and then cashmere and lobo have this moment where they shake hands and I don't know if this is gonna go anywhere, or if this was like a one-off deal. Uh, but the fans, the fans applaud their their respect.
0: Yeah, they're in. T- they're like, finally, this is what we've always wanted.
1: <laughs> and then once again, a- in between, they instead of just hard camera cuts, the camera always pans over to the commentary table, which makes it extra annoying that their microphones aren't working. Yeah. And Justice Payne is now gone, and Moreno has taken over, but we don't know what they're talking about. Uh, but they uh, what I can hear is that they're throwing to the CZW World Title Match. It's a rematch of this the match we saw last show with The Rock and Rebel versus Justice Payne. and Rock and Rebel comes out and it's funny. Like if you remember his debut, he did look straight out of the 80s. I'm pretty yeah. sure he had like bright
0: spandex on. And, yeah, he looked like an army man, like like the toy art, like thingy, like yeah, GI Joe. Yeah, yeah, he just looked jacked. And now he's out, sort of
1: like. He's sort of transformed into the CZW look where it's a black wife beater, black jeans. Uh, for some reason, he still has his mullet when I'm pretty sure they cut, like, maybe they only, only cut, like, part of it last time.
0: He grows very quick. He's on a he's on a lot of testosterone-enhancing <laughs> drugs. Yeah.
1: He just, like, focuses yeah, and flexes exactly. and it pops out. Yeah, he's like Goku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh so then he cuts his promo. <laughs> and it's just like the Rock and Rebel, he hits the highlights. He threatens the fans uh to a fight and then he calls them all gay <laughs> uh, and then he insinuates that he fucked their moms. Yeah, all classic. within like a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's, a, it, it's his is his playbook. <laughs> Even when he was coming out to the ring, he shoves this guy and you can tell the guys like I I don't think this was a plant or maybe it was cuz actually it definitely was cuz I think the guy fo- like uh, it came into the ending of this match. But at first, I was like, oh, is he just going to get in a fight with a fan? Like, it looked like he just pissed this guy off. Uh, and then Justice Payne comes out, and he's done a full wardrobe change from when we earlier saw him. Still looking just bloated and terrible. Uh, and he rushes the ring to start the match immediately. So this is for the CZW world title, and Rebel versus Justice Payne. Where was your interest level in this match at this point?
0: Not high. Not I. <laughs> no, I mean I don't really like either. Uh, like, just his pain's getting better, and you know, obviously he pioneered the table ramp um, <laughs> move, uh, which is very cool. But yeah, I don't know. It just feels very forced. Like mm. in the realm of CZW, even I'm just like, why do- he doesn't deserve this? I thought guys had to earn title shots. Yeah. <laughs> like Rock and Rebel's just knocking about getting like. Well to six be fair,
1: Rock and Rebel did beat him in that non-title match, so it, it oh, sort of makes sense. Match, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. Justice Payne's also my least favorite of the of the pillars, so I don't know. Of <laughs> the pillars. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rebel is on offense early. He hits a back suplex followed by a Russian leg drop and then two like quick leg drops in succession. A Russian leg sweep, sorry. Uh And he's just moving really fast. I don't know. It's almost like he's bean training, (laughs) which is better than we're used to seeing him. Then Justice Payne gets control with a spinning wheel kick and then followed by a super kick, throws Rebel outside, hits just a standard tope, and then picks up a chair and just cracks him on the head. And you can tell that Justice Payne has sort of the reputation for treating new guys like shit and he is yeah. just he is just taking advantage of Rebel. Like, he just hits him as hard as he can with the chair.
0: I mean even though like and Rebel's bigger than him as well, he's just still just brutalizing him. Just bullying him sort of. Yeah, yeah, we still we know who the alpha is. But even like with his
1: super kicks and stuff like that, it feels like he's laying him in. I don't know, yeah. maybe maybe he's just like getting better at wrestling too, but uh yeah, Justice Payne's just going for it here. And, and the fans are fully treating Justice Payne like the babyface. They're cheering for everything he does here. I don't think he's
0: supposed to be because he's the leader of the hate club but yeah i guess when you've got a guy who just threatened to have sex with your mom and then called (laughs) you gay anyone is anyone's a hero (laughs) exactly uh
1: so rebel then sends justice pain into the sea of chairs and then goes to run at him and it's so funny like after this you see justice pain just brutally wipe out into chairs and when Rebel's running at him, Justice Payne hits him with a simple drop toe hold and he just falls flat on <laughs> the yeah. uh, and then Justice Payne climbs up onto the fence that always surrounds the champ soccer arena in Sewell, New Jersey. And he it's it's sort of like he goes to sort of spring off the the fence, but it doesn't have an, enough give. And he almost lands
0: on his head, hitting this sort of botchy moonsault on him. Yeah, it was it, he climbed up the fence really impressively, though. Like, it was a bit like Spider... Like, he clambered up really quickly. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. But it just it didn't have enough... Like, it wasn't solid enough no, to yeah, get, like, a no, base off just, of it. <laughs> you know, he got the half of it down well. And then the rest of it was, yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Then Justice Payne makes a chair table, and he tries to power bomb Rebel through it. But Rebel just turns around and backbodies Justice Payne onto his own chair table. I don't think anyone ends up putting their target through the chair table, I think making it is to curse yourself yeah
0: 100 yeah and, that, and that's pretty uh that makes sense you know it takes a lot of power to build one so <laughs> yeah. you're running on fumes and then you're definitely going through it
1: yeah exactly uh they get back in the ring and even though justice Payne i, I love they, they there's no psychology when justice pain's just the guy getting fucked up outside and then as soon as they get in the ring he hits a blockbuster on rebel and then he throws rebel back outside and it, once again, Rebel goes to throw Justice Payne into the sea of chairs, but one of these fans just, like, refused to get up. And he was in the very back row, so I don't think he was thought he was going to get thrown at. <laughs> yeah. And Justice Payne gets thrown, like, into this guy. <laughs> He's just, like, wiped out. Fuck it. Fuck
0: it. Yeah, it's, w- it's what you deserve, mate. <laughs> get out of your seat.
1: <laughs> and then they go back in the ring. It's a it's, it's classic CZW match where, like, going in and out of the ring sort of progresses the match, but there's no rhyme or reason for no, it. No, yeah, yeah. It's sort of annoying. Uh, and then... Uh, Rebel suplexes Justice Payne back into the ring off the apron and the fan, the same fan Rebel pushed off the beginning, distracts Rebel and Rebel punches him, like he's leaning out of the ring and punches the guy down to the ground leaving the opening for Justice Payne to hit the Olympic Slam for the win at 6 minutes and 20 seconds uh, so the right guy won him What's up, Brainiacs? Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Just a programming note that every Monday at 9 Central, you can join me, Andrew C. Slack, and Josh Custodio for Monday Night Program. Come hang out with us as we continue to build the WBCW universe using Fire Pro Wrestling Promoter Mode. Who should we sign? What matches should we book? Join us for the only professional wrestling program on Monday nights. That's Monday Night Program on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. I didn't want yeah, to 100%. see a Rocket Rebel t-
0: title No, line. yeah, no, no way to end our run in Jersey.
1: Yeah, uh, and then the hate club uh, are on attack afterwards, uh, looking to shave the rest of his head, when out of nowhere, purple shirt Zandig just charges the ring. And it's almost like Zandig was coming out in protest, like he knew he had to be part of this angle, but he just didn't want to be part of the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, purple shirt Zandig, not one of my favourites, um, but yeah, it was... I mean, it's great to see him. And Rockin' Rebel is a bit of a Zandig simp. Totally. Like, Because he's like, hey, bro, why don't we team up? Hey, please, bro, Zandig, let's team up, please. Well, yeah, Zan-
1: so Zandig lays out all the pay club. And then he picks up this fan that Rebel's laid out and chucks him in the ring of all people. And it's only then you realize this fan has a rat tail, like a really long rat tail. So, uh, <laughs> Rock and Rebel takes the clippers and cuts off his rat tail.
0: Yeah, he's definitely a plant. I feel like that's been confirmed for it, sure at this
1: point. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, this would be assault otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and he, like, throws his own rat tail at him and kicks him out of the ring. And then gets on the microphone. And like you said, he's like, you know, me and Zandig... Don't always see eye to eye. Mm, but yeah, like, please. Like, when have you not seen eye to eye, you've only praised the man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you've only ever been like, "I lo- Zandig, I love <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, but I think we need to team up and take out the hate club. Uh, and then we flashed a commentary as you can hear Moreno over this crowd just being like, I'm going to confirm that match as long as Zandig's okay with it. So now Zandig's got an I Quit match set up. He's got a tag match with Rock and Rebel. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world of John Zandig.
0: Yeah, there's no, that's a that's a big oily boy tag team as well though those two.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think Rock and Rebel would consider oiling himself up gay, but he does it all the same.
0: Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, that, yeah, it's not gay when he does it. Yeah.
1: Uh, and speaking of big oily boys, out next is Nate Hatred. Uh, who I don't like. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of over this guy. He's just yeah. He very basic.
0: Yeah, and he looks like I mean, he looks like the I like turtles meme kid if he grew up like his makeup <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Like it's it's wild. Like he like I said, he doesn't like a 13 year old boy. He's like I want to go with sting to yeah. every fancy dress party. Well, um, he, he comes
1: out of the out of the curtain, and uh, by the way, the curtain they don't have the regular CZW like logo above it. It's just a crinkled black tarp that they've like taped over a door (laughs) (laughs) yeah it just looks so unimpressive and nate hatred comes out of this thing and just yells who is your god but he doesn't do he doesn't even do it as cool as i just did he sounds like almost like prepubescent like his voice cracks yeah and everyone's like not you not you 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 suck but then this crowd's god does come out and my god they made (laughs) me believe in a savior Dude, once again, I mean, two matches in a row. The Hate Club guys are just the biggest baby faces on the show. Yeah. But this crowd, even before his music hits, are chanting "Wife Beater." They're so ready to see this guy.
0: And so am I. I'm <laughs> at this point. I'm chanting "Wife Beater." Yeah. He gets this huge ovation as he
1: comes out, uh, and Smack Mac. You can tell Smack Mac is drinking the applause in, as if he does. He's the yeah. one earning them.
0: I mean, he's dressed like he's in like dungarees and <laughs> stuff. So he, so he looks like a, like an NPC from like a farming simulator tutorial. He, he looks like, like it's dingo dial wild. from
1: Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, <laughs>
0: he, like he looks like one of them animated characters from like Farmville. He's like, "Nice to meet you, buddy. You got a nice farm there. Like it's insane." And yeah, if uh, that guy had throat cancer though, yeah, like his voice is just yeah. fucking
1: yeah. shot as ever. And even though the audio's okay on this show,
0: oh yeah, he blows it out.
1: Like I can't understand him. Yeah,
0: like, wife beater is at peak oil. At yes. This point. He is more he is more oiled than man at this. He is so shiny. He's it it is is so ob- juiced up. <laughs> yeah, <he's, laughs> he looks juicy. He's juiced up. Like this like, is what we've been waiting
1: for. You don't know how he got into those jeans. Like he looks so much bigger than the jeans. Never he's takes wearing. them off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's a never nude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, no, it's just wild. Uh and you sort of they were building to this match, so I guess we were gonna see it for a while. And I thought If these guys were allowed to use weapons, maybe they could have a good match. And instead, they're going to do a straight wrestling match, which is just like. It's insane.
0: For an Iron Man match as well, like that involves wife Mm beater. Like doing that as a straight wrestling match, I'm like, this is. This is crazy. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, this is for the Iron
1: Man title that uh, Wife Beater won in, like, just a brutal no-rope barbed wire match slash show. Yeah, it's
0: like saying Daft Punk, can you play acoustic, please? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, It's like, why would you do that? That's not... I don't care. Like, no, give Wife Beater a weapon. Let him break the rules.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's crazy, like, all of the wrestlers fell in line. Like, none of them went, like...
0: Well, they've got $20 payday. Mm-hmm. They've got to fight for, so...
1: That's true. And Zandig probably just didn't go to Home Depot that morning, so there were no weapons or, like, guns. Yeah, there was or... nothing...
0: Yeah, he was like, you're going to have to get it yourself. And they're all like, well, I don't know where to go for that.
1: <laughs> we didn't tell the fans to bring anything. Uh, so they start doing, like, power moves, which is sort of the only thing these two could do. And it's funny again, like Nate Hatred is booked to be like the up and coming babyface who's going to like bring it to White Feeder, But White Feeder's overpowering him. He's like clotheslining the guy to the ground. He's flexing over him. It's pretty sick. The crowd's cheering for him so loud. Yeah. Uh, at one point, they're outside of the ring and Hatred just fully power slams White onto like the sea of chairs. And it's like you could tell he's just not aiming anywhere. So that looked pretty crazy. Uh, And then he follows it up with, like, the Undertaker choking the guy on the ground spot, which just looks so lame. Yeah. And Hartog even says, like, hey, Nate, like, come on. (laughs) Basically, (laughs) like, this sucks. Dude. Uh, He's, like, angry at him. So they get back in the ring, and Wife Beater hits a power slam of his own, followed by just the biggest fist drop to the nuts, which gets another huge ovation from the crowd. Uh, He follows it up with a sidewalk slam for a two count. Uh, Hatred catches a big boot that Wifebeater tries and then hits a DDT, and the crowd just goes mild. Like, they're just so not into everything he's doing. He picks Wifebeater up and then hits a bulldog, and it just looks so slow and basic. It's just like, this, I even feel bad for Nate Hatred because he's just not ready for this spot. No.
0: Yeah, he shouldn't be doing... This feels like one that was maybe booked, like they were like, oh, shit, well, we can't do a no-quit match like this. I guess Nate Hatred will have to wrestle Wife. But, like, Mm -hmm. real last-minute sort of thing, yeah, because he's not – and you know what they say about CGW, you know, you earn a title shot, and (laughs) Nate Hatred's (laughs) not earned it, and you can tell he's not earned it.
1: But it makes me appreciate, like, how decent Wife Beater is because I always considered him a pretty bad wrestler, but in there with Nate Hatred, he looks, like, pretty good. Yeah, he looks good. (laughs) Pretty smooth, he's laying it in. So after this basic bulldog, Nate Hatred hits a body slam where he like barely gets wife beater up uh, high enough. He's just—it's
0: it's got to hurt <coughs> like a t- hitting wife beater. He must be like solid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I'm, you know, they said no weapons yet. Wife beater was allowed in there, and he is a weapon. <laughs> yeah,
1: Nate Hatred gets to the top rope for a leg drop, and it gets a a two count. And then he hits a stun gun for a two count. And none of these near falls are believable. No. Like, no one's buying that Nate Hatred could beat the Wife Beater. Uh, Hatred eventually puts Wife Beater on the top rope, then hits a super back super back suplex for a two count. Uh, wife Beater, I don't know, hits a sunset flip, which is always f- I always love when Wife Beater will do, like, a, an acrobatic move. <laughs> yeah. It, it just looks, like, so out of place from him. He shouldn't be able to move that.
0: He shouldn't be able to move like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, They go back outside when Wife Beater returns the favor, back body dropping Nate Nate Hatred into the sea of chairs. And then in the ring, Wife Beater hits his finisher, the choke bomb. And instead of pinning the guy, he's like, you know, I need Smack Mac to come in here and help me out. And he brings Nate Hatred to his feet and holds him back. And I don't think anyone's ever hit hit what they're supposed to when they're being held back. So, of course, Smack Mac, in the slowest run possible, hits (laughs) the shittiest clothesline possible to wife beater and this leaves the opening and the camera just uh, misses this by the way because uh hatred punches smack mac and he's rolling out of the ring so the camera's on smack mac so nate hatred hits some sort of basic move on wife beater and then goes for the pinfall and the whole time you can hear the crowd groaning because they see exactly where this is going as soon as smack mac enters the ring and they know nate hatred's probably going to be booked to win because that's where they're going and Nate Hadred gets the win off Wife Beater at 5 minutes and 22 seconds which is offensive enough to me but then i forgot this was for the
0: CCWR yeah, Ironman yeah, yeah. championship yeah tit- he has a title on him yeah he's a belt collector
1: oh i hated this <laughs> i really hated this this was like the low point of the show to me to be honest
0: yeah no this is like the one this is like one of the few wrestlers we're both invested in and it feels like a <laughs> bit uh, it feels yeah like genuine like rage yeah. That you're like, I can't believe they've done this to wife-beater. I can't believe you've done this. I can't believe you've done <laughs> Yeah, it, 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 it's just crazy. Like, such an obvious ending, like, when it starts to get, like, you're like, oh, okay, I see what's happening. Well, and it's like I said, that, like, Nate Hatred doesn't have a move
1: in his arsenal that would have been a believable clean finish. So instead they get Smack Mac involved, and he's so out of shape and just hits this <laughs> awful clothesline. It's like, why would wife-beater
0: even sell that clothesline? Yeah, it, that is the point. Like, I feel like SmackDown would just explode if he, <laughs> if he touched Wife Beater with any sort of force. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's wild. I didn't. I didn't really like it. It was like a bad match as well. Like it was just mm-hmm. you shouldn't be doing an Iron Man thing. Yeah, I
1: feel with, like we just talked a lot about it, but that was a five minute match. Yeah, it was just slow and shitty and boring. Yeah, and uh, and the one big star lost <laughs> and so lost the title that he just won uh they're also hot potatoing the title which i never liked there was nothing good about this
0: yeah no definitely not i mean hopefully he wins it back and just literally kills <laughs> nate hatred in the rick like he has like a no holds barred like yeah iron man match and just massacres him
1: and by the way you shouldn't say literally kills because i googled nate hatred today died in a car crash at uh, age 41 with nothing to do with wife be it though yeah <laughs> no no i don't think so okay but I, I thought I should let well, the, let the audience know. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be laughing Yeah oh. no we'll, we'll, Yeah, no. All right, we'll do 10 seconds of silence on the podcast. No, I'm kidding. We're going to go to our main <laughs> event here as Nick Mondo comes out first. Uh, and they, they announced the main event off the top, Nick Mondo versus Rick Blade. And in my head, I'm like, if any two guys don't really need weapons, or at least just tables and chairs would be enough for them to yeah, have a great yeah, match, yeah. it's these two. So I, I did still have high expectations for this one. Uh, and Nick Mondo comes out first and cuts a heel promo on the crowd, which I didn't I, I didn't really like. Like, I thought this sort of worked as a babyface versus babyface, like, but they have their reasons to be feuding with each other. Yeah. Like, Nick Mondo was pissed about how they won their tag titles, and then he was pissed at Rick Blade for, like, needing his help in a handicap match. And all of his – it all seemed justified, whereas Rick Blade is, of course, your white bread babyface who just can do no wrong. But instead, they just decide to make Nick Mondo this heel. And he says, I've never seen a more pathetic group of marks than this crowd. He's like, there's a reason you pay to watch me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the tickets were like $3. <laughs> and yeah. you get a free slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, just
0: something like that. Yeah, it's well, you get a pizza and a free ticket to a CZW <laughs> show.
1: Yeah, so then Rick Blade comes out to new music. I couldn't place it, uh, but I just knew it wasn't bow at the bar. 'Cause it didn't last. Oh like, yeah, it didn't minutes. have
0: yeah, that is a shame actually. Yeah, I didn't even notice. But yeah, you're right. That's You were too focused on Nick Mondo's music. Though. Yeah, I was I was still raging that he called me a mark. I was like, you <laughs> bastard.
1: <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Rick Blade rushes the ring and we get a start. And it's cool, they they do start with a reverse off, but then uh, Rick Blade starts by kicking Mondo in the face, and then they start another reverse off and Mondo starts uh, ends it with kicking blade in the face and both of them look pretty brutal so i just like the change instead of just reversing over and over yeah. and over uh, mondo quickly gets blade on the outside hits a baseball slide and then an moon moonsault and then he goes to throw blade back in the ring and blade cuts him off hits a baseball slide of his own and then go- hits a dive of his own although he nearly misses it but then lands on his feet so it's sort of like cool enough for for a pass Uh, mondo is begging uh, it's weird he's like near the the cage area on the outside sort of like recuperating but you can tell blade took too long so yeah just mondo looks like a bit of a pussy here just like exhausted already like two minutes into this match uh and blade uh, you the camera pans over and you realize blade was making a massive chair table like 10 chairs deep of chair table uh, and right away Mondo reverses him and back body drops Blade onto this chair table. Yeah. So again,
0: that's, I think, three for three or three four for, for three. Four. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's, they, I feel like the rest of should have said, don't try it, bro. Yeah. Like, at some point, you have to be like, just don't. Don't even make it. Yeah, don't even try.
1: So Mondo Irish whips Blade into the fence around the arena, and Blade jumps up and gets, like, stuck in the gap. Between, <laughs> yeah. between the wall and the cage which was sort of cool so instead of continuing the beatdown, mondo just grabs shorty who's there and just takes her to like that back office area uh, that this we've talked about in this area arena before where they can climb up and i was like oh man shorty's gonna get like fucked up
0: yeah it's, w- it's
1: yeah it's odd. this is a, this is a very odd spot because mondo places her on a table that's like next to a gatorade vending machine and I thought he was going to, like, jump off the vending machine or something. And then out of nowhere, the camera turns to the right and Blade has climbed up the cage and just moonsaults onto Mondo. And it almost misses. Yeah. And then this is the end
0: of sort of Shorty's involvement. <laughs> yeah. It's weird because it's like, I mean, what? like, it takes a lot longer than that description. Because yeah. It's like a weird back and forth where they're like, am I going to jump, like, attack Shorty? Or, like, are they going to? boat like what are they doing like mm. with a it's very strange well i mean have you remember the whole story yeah was like so originally mondo
1: like and shorty had this weird love thing yeah
0: so i was like are they gonna kiss like what's going on here because they're just messing about it seems but, very strange
1: but again in ccw it's like once you're a heel it's like now you beat up women now you like insult the crowd there's no yeah. nuance whatsoever so i mean
0: that's if you're a babyface as well
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true <laughs> um yeah where where are we here uh, oh, yeah, I, I had written here. Oh, by the way, Jersey rules because we didn't see a woman get attacked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blade decides to scale the cage. Or Sorry, they get back to the ring, and Blade tries to go over to Mondo, who uh, catches him and hits a reverse neck breaker, catches him out of midair, which looked impressive. Mondo looks like I, they sort of have similar builds, but Mondo's just more jacked, and he doesn't look yeah. a lot stronger than Rick Blade. Uh, he follows it with a springboard leg drop and then a backbreaker for a near fall. Then Mondo just he goes for a Phoenix Splash, which I didn't even realize people were doing in the year 2000, but totally misses it and just wipes out onto the canvas, and then he just gets pops back up and tries to hit a release German Suplex on Blade, but Blade lands on his feet, and then Blade hits three Fisherman Suplex Busters in a row. With the last one, he turns into a falcon arrow, into a pinfall, and the crowd just, like, applauds. <laughs> like, it was good. They're really impressed with just this athletic feat.
0: I mean, I was as well. To be fair, after seeing what we'd seen, I was like, all right, it's, we finally got some mm-hmm. high-quality 1.5-star wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <in the game." laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. this might have been as good as that Lobo tag team match earlier, which, again, that was average as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Blade gets chair two chairs in the ring. He makes another chair table. And you're like, oh, this isn't going to work. And then Mondo counters, goes for... Or, sorry, Blade goes to powerbomb Mondo into it. But Mondo counters into the Billy Kidman face buster. Then he lays Blade across his own chair table and goes to the top rope. When Blade hops off the chairs and powerbombs Mondo off the top rope through two chairs, finally, a guy who sets up a chair table hits the movie he intended It's it.
0: always the last place you look. <laughs> and it did look brutal because yeah, it was yeah, like yeah.
1: off the top just through two chairs. Um, and then Blade, Blade did this on the last show too, he's doing the super crazy triple moonsault, so he does one off the bottom rope, then one off the second rope, then another moonsault off the third rope, but then after he jumps back to the top rope again and hits a corkscrew, and again the crowd's just like applauding (laughs) because this looks like really impressive, uh, Blade goes outside to grab an actual table, not a chair table, And you think he's going to make a table ramp here, but instead he fully sets up the table and then leans it on the second rope, which (laughs) I thought was a bit weird. Uh, And Mondo attacks him with a chair. He lays him on the table, lays the chair on top of Blade, and goes for his tumbleweed leg drop. And I don't even know if he hit Blade, but he wipes out and the table just doesn't break. Yeah, You can hear like Mondo's just back hitting this table. And so the fans chant one more time, so Mondo puts the chair back on top of him and then hits a much simpler top rope leg drop for the win at 10 minutes and 48 seconds. Uh, and again, I think the right guy won. I think Mondo is sort of the guy there Not that Rick Blade's passed it or whatever, but... He's
0: on the rise, Mondo. They know that.
1: Yeah, he feels like a big star. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I just wish they didn't fucking heal him for no reason, but it is what it is. Uh, Papa Roach blares over the sound speakers as Shorty is checking on Blade. And then it feels like they're about to do an angle or whatever. But Mondo just disappears. He's gone. And the camera sort of follows Rick Blade, walk to the back. And then that's just the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was very, like, anticlimactic, I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it felt odd. It felt like the close, like, um, yeah, all of it. It just felt like an odd show. Like, it didn't feel like anyone wanted to really do it. Mm-hmm. And they were just in. They wanted to get in and out as as quickly as possible.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, I I don't know about you. I've had comedy shows like this where you realize, like, they're like, oh yeah, the mic doesn't really work, or like the audio's yeah. fucked. Or like, there's just some reason the show's not gonna work, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or like the big
0: party we had to expect it didn't show up. Well, so. they're like. Please, Ben. No glass. No blood. <laughs> no f- you've got to stop doing that in your act. You can't do any of that awesome you shit. Ca- yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't keep putting women on tables and <laughs> maybe hitting. Like, you can't do that anymore.
1: <laughs> but I've I've just ha- I've seen shows with this sort of vibe where it's no one's really into it. It's very uninspired. Everyone sort of just wants to get in, get out. Which again begs the question we asked at the beginning of the show: Why did they air this?
0: Yeah, Jersey does
1: not rule. They sold this as DVDs at the time, or probably
0: yeah. VHS tapes. VH- yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it would have been VHS tapes. Maybe, yeah. D- maybe DVD, maybe a laser disc.
1: <laughs> so, with all that being said, what would you give this one out of seven, Ben?
0: I think it's point, point .75. Hmm. Seven like, um, like like I said, mid, like not. I can't ding it too hard or whatever again for like being just very uninspired. I think. Like, I think audio was fine, video was fine. The wrestling was like decent, like, it was okay. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there were some bad spots and things like that, you know, some bad matches, but overall, like, it was passable throughout and <laughs> it was just like. Yeah, in the realm all of c- words you want to hear. Yeah, when describing a show in the realm of CZW that feels like a 0. 0.75. In the in the realm of normal rating, you'd be like, oh, that means it's like a three point five, like half. No, it's that's a 0. 0.75, <laughs> though, like being completely mid.
1: I went just slightly lower with a 0. 0.5, only because th- yeah, the best things I could say about it was it was inoffensive. I guess it was mercifully short, an hour twenty four. Yeah. Al- although I told you before this, I lost my notes. That where I re- I was an hour into the show and lost that notebook. Yeah, so that's I had rough. To, I had to rewatch it. So it felt like a. It
0: felt <laughs> like you were taking a chair table.
1: Yeah, exactly. But just uh, the my my big problems with it were that Nate Hatred and Rock and Rebel are still the guys they're trying to push here. Mm. Uh, putting the title on Nate Hatred felt really awful. Uh, Just seeing Zandig, knowing he was in the building, but just wasn't willing to participate in his own show, almost like a whiny baby. Yeah. It made me think less of it. I mean, there's just a lot to actually nitpick on this show. And, again, I think the carnal sin of wrestling is being boring. Like, uh, I know I gave the Pyramid of Hell a zero, but that's because the rest of the show was terrible. But at least it had the Pyramid of Hell. At least it had something, yeah.
0: I mean, this, don't forget how oily... Uh, wife beater looked yeah wife beater nice. was
1: honestly a high point of this yeah, year yeah he was a peak oil <laughs> so uh, I guess that's where we're going to leave this one uh, we will be back next week with uh, Delaware Invasion
0: we're in 2001 a big year
1: I'm, I'm so excited for it because I think 0102. I know the first tournament of death happens in 01 and so that is exciting as it is uh, but before we get out of here, uh, let's plug our shit. I am Jordan Ducharme, at D on Instagram
0: and Twitter. Uh, I'm Ben Snedd. I'm at PinkHollboard on Instagram.
1: Please give us a follow. Tell all your friends about this show and keep it tuned to the Wrestling Brain. We'll see you again in one week.